culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. All right, welcome on in, everybody. I am Zach Peter, and this is Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Like I said, if you're watching this on Instagram Live, please hit that follow button. Badges are on. I will be appreciating that. Yay! Hope Fall Color Design says she got her her VIP tickets for our New York show, Spilling Tea Live. Love it. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that bell notification button. That way you're always up to date with the latest tea and it's spilled fresh in your your notifications as soon as it spills. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the tour with Adam and I. We're so excited to kick this off next month. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to SpillingTeaLive.com and you can also get your limited edition merch, which is only available until next Wednesday, March 16th. So you're going to want to stock up and get that before it is too late. Okay, we are going to be breaking down the Tom Girardi stuff because there is a lot of it. Um, a lot to get into with the Girardi embezzlement scandal. And then we're also going to be chatting about Real Housewives of New Jersey because there's been some new information about Jennifer's daughter, Gabby, who we saw now having to address the affair rumors. And there's a lot going on. But before we get into all of that, which we will get into shortly, there is one thing I wanted to share with you guys. (gasps) This is the first time you're seeing any of it. Look at that. Don't mess with me. Your husband's in the pool. This is it, you guys. Look at that. My new wines. These are going to be available later this month. YouTube, Instagram, this is it. You're seeing this for the first time ever. I haven't revealed this anywhere else. And I was even debating whether or not I was going to release these. But like, look at our new cans are here. Look at so cute. Sip some wine, spill some tea. On sale soon. All four designs will be revealed very soon. But at least for now, you're getting one of the designs that I'm exclusively sharing here. I'm going to open it. Ah, yay. This is the rosé, which is our classic. It's an updated formula of our classic rosé. So these are available at nofilterwine.com. Mmm. Mmm. So yummy. So yummy. Thanks, guys. Ooh, watching in from Brazil. Hi, Anna. Okay. 
So let's dive into it now that you've gotten a little teaser of the wines. There are three more designs that I will be revealing soon. I may be revealing one of them on this upcoming live with Adam that we're going to be doing on Wednesday morning. So stay tuned. We also have a big announcement that we're making on Wednesday that you're going to love. I just ordered the old rosé, but then we get some of the new. Yay, Mary Jo. Thank you, Mary Jo. They're available at nofilterwine.com. Shout out to Mary Jo on the YouTube Ooh, look at Kim just sent a super sticker for $5. Look at Kim. Kim is getting it today. Okay, I know I'm delaying this. Hi, Zach, I finally caught your live. Hi, Denise. Welcome on in, Denise. Okay, so let's talk about Real Houses of New Jersey now that the cans have been revealed for Jersey. And then we'll get, I promise, we'll dive into all the Tom Girardi stuff. We'll dive into the nitty-gritty of all the different uh, expenses and the debts, and I'll explain all of that. We'll get to that. But let's start with... This new tidbit of information, which I posted on the Instagram story for No Filter with Zach, the show account, about Gabby finding out about Bill's affair on TikTok. So apparently, Margaret isn't the reason to blame for Jen having to explain to her kids about Bill having an affair. Apparently, it was a blogger that revealed the information on TikTok, and that's where Gabby found out about it. And... That's why it's so weird or so strange that we're like trying to blame Margaret for all of this because Margaret technically wasn't the reason the kids ended up finding out. Sorry, I'm looking at myself. Ooh, Kim just donated $5 on the super chat. Kim is coming in tonight, guys. Snaps for Kim. Cheers to Kim. Look at that. Kim is killing it tonight. Love from Alabama. I love your reporting. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you, my dear. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about Gabby. So she found out this information on it about on, about it on TikTok, and then apparently she went in to defend Bill and Jennifer and be like, "These rumors are a lie. You're a liar." Blah 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 blah. And then Jennifer had to actually address it with her daughter, being like, "Well, technically, that's not a lie, and actually." This did happen, and now we need to have this conversation with your father. So all, so if it were Margaret's fault, Jennifer wouldn't have had to have told the kids so soon, right? Because if you think about it, the show was filmed months ago. So And Jersey was even delayed, don't forget. Jersey was originally going to come out at the end of last year, and then they pushed it to February. So Jersey came a lot later than what we were actually expecting it. So... People blaming Margaret for being like, that's wrong that you outed this family secret. The secret was out there. It was on the internet. Um, It was being talked about. And the kids had already been exposed to this cheating rumor about Bill. And let's not forget, Bill is the one that did the cheating. So we need to hold the man accountable. So the rumors were out there. It was already exposed on TikTok. So Jen was going to have to face the music eventually because it was all over the internet. And I think there was an after show where Jackie was saying that she thinks that Jennifer is really just upset that her perfect family picture, like the image that she puts out there about having a perfect family and a perfect husband, that image has now been shattered. And so as a result of that being shattered, that's really what Jen's upset about. And she's not necessarily upset that Margaret brought it up on the show or upset that the affair came out as much as she's upset that her, the perfect family picture that she puts out there has now been distorted and now people know the truth. And it's like you have skeletons in your closet and then you went on a reality show and it was exposed. Wow. Kim on YouTube gave another $10 in the super chat. Kim, what is going Kim is like, make it rain. Kim is my sugar daddy tonight. 
Everybody give a shout out to Kim tonight on YouTube. My sugar daddy. Kim, you're my sugar daddy. Um, so I agree with Jackie in the sense that I really think that Jennifer wanted to paint a perfect picture of having a perfect husband and a perfect family. But I think, you know, had Jennifer leaned into this, had she, I mean, I think this was a great opportunity for her to even teach her kids about like life and relationships and being like, look, marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. And sometimes people fuck up in a, re- in a relationship or in a marriage. It's not easy. But the important thing is your father and I loved each other so much that we worked through this. The important thing is we chose to stay committed to each other despite the issue of the cheating. You know what I mean? That I think, and I think people in the audience would have had a lot more respect for Jennifer because they all, she could have also been like, look, yes, there was an issue in my marriage. Yes, he, my husband cheated on me at one point. But you know what? I chose to stand by him because I love him. And he chose to stay with me because he loves me. And he does not cheat on me anymore. He had a moment of indiscretion. And he had a moment that was a human imperfect moment. But guess what? That's the reality of relationships and marriage. Do we like when people cheat? No. Do we want our spouses to cheat on us? Absolutely fucking not. But shit happens and we made it through. And if anything, our marriage is so much stronger because of that. And I think had she gone and leaned into that more, the audience would have really rallied around her versus Jen. Katie, I missed your lives for like the last three weeks. I'm so pumped. Hi, Katie. Welcome on in, my love. She didn't deal with it, though. She brushed it aside, it seems like. Yeah, I agree with you, Carrie. You know, had she addressed it head on, I think it would have gone so much better for her. Um, so, you know, tis what it is. Um but, like, I think her message could have really been, like, love wins. You know, everybody loves love wins. So I think it would be great to really, you know, show people that, like, marriages can sustain cheating if two people really love each other. Kim, oh, my God. You guys, Kim is, like, making it rain tonight. Kim donated another $10 super chat. Kim, are you Liddy City girl? Because why are you giving me all this sugar daddy money? I mean, I'm not hating, girl. Give Like, I'm here for it. Make it rain. What do you want to see? You want to see a nipple? I'll flash a nipple. You tell me what you want, Kim, because you're making it rain tonight. Guys, Kim is on a good one. Um, If anybody wants to compete with Kim on Instagram, the badges are live. I never catch your live, Zach, and I want to support your channel, Kim. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, And I hope you get to tune into more lives, not just for the super chats, but because, I don't know, I'm having fun with you tonight. But thank you, Kim. Kim is killing it. Um, but yeah, I think instead of Jennifer victimizing herself over something that happened a decade ago, she could have really leaned into it and, and shown that her marriage is strong and that her and Bill are both secure in their marriage the way that they tried to project before the affair came out. So there's that. But Gabby found out about it beforehand. She found out about it on TikTok. So even if, though, Margaret had revealed the information it wouldn't have gotten to the kids until the show actually aired. Or if Jennifer and Bill wanted to address it with the kids because they knew it was going to air, that would have been smart. But it still would have given them time and it wouldn't have been something that they would have had to have rushed to have talked about. That's all I'm saying. I love Jennifer. I love Margaret. I think this cast, Kim. Kim says she doesn't drink. She's dead sober and she's giving another $10. Kim, I feel like... 
I don't know. I feel like I have to like do something now just to, you know, be like show you how grateful I am. Also, my spray tan has been baking since 8 a.m. this morning because I haven't had a chance to wash it off since this morning, which I know some of you may think is gross, but I think it's hilarious. Okay, so let's talk about what everybody's really here to talk about, and that's Girardi and Girardi Keese, Tom Girardi. Um, Fabi says, Hey, I missed you. Do you think Margaret needed a storyline? Um, what came first, the TikTok or Margaret's comment? Um, I don't think it matters which came first, the TikTok or Margaret's comment, because the rumors were already out there and the kids found out about the rumors, not because Margaret brought them up on camera, because that footage had been months away from being aired. So the kids found out about the affair because they it was on the Internet and the kids have access to the Internet. So I don't think Margaret's to blame and I don't think it matters whether Margaret revealed it first or the TikTok blogger revealed it first because the rumor was already out there and the kids were bound to find out eventually. So I don't know if it necessarily matters. Um, does Margaret need a storyline? Um I don't think Margaret needs a storyline. I think Margaret always brings a storyline and she didn't necessarily need to capitalize off of Jen's. I think if anything, Margaret was just pushed to the the point where she was just like, I'm fucking over this. Like I, you keep pushing and you keep throwing digs at all of us and we've been protecting you for so many seasons. That's so interesting. I don't know why badges aren't on, on Instagram guys. I'm sorry. I don't, that's so strange. That That is strange because normally you guys are like popping. You're making it rain with the badges on Instagram. I don't know. Maybe Instagram's mad at me today and they took off my badges. Um, Margaret is always in others' business. She never drops anything, Steph. Stephanie. Well, she dropped a lot when she first came on. She talked about her affair. She talked about her mother. If you've read her book, like Margaret's a, an open book. So I think if there was, if she talks about her lawsuits, she doesn't shy away from any of that. So I think if there was anything for Margaret to reveal, she would have revealed it and has revealed it in the past. Um, so I don't think she needed a storyline, but I think Jennifer has really made herself the bull in the china shop. And now when the plates start falling off the walls and start breaking on the floor, you can't be mad because you were the bull in the china shop and you caused this mess. Oh, there we go. We got the first badge from LaHale 2. Okay, so badges are working tonight. Thank you, LaHale 2. What's going on, girl? What's going on? Get it, get it, get it. Ew. And throw them hips, girl. Bum, 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 mm, mm, mm. Margaret tells it as she sees it. I know that's right. Okay, let's talk about Tom. So it was revealed in new documents filed by the Girardi Keys bankruptcy trustee. It's now been revealed by Ronald Richards on Twitter. You know, I like to give credit where credit's due, and it hurts to say those words. But Ronald <laughs> Richards on Twitter revealed these documents, and we're grateful for him because, you know, he's doing a service to all of us. Um, but anyway, so in the documents, it's been revealed that Girardi Keese now has a total sum of $517 million in outstanding debts that are owed to people. That is a lot of money. So $363 million are in unsecured claims. $17 million are in priority claims. $137 million are in secured claims. And then there's an added $250,000 in administrative expenses from the bankruptcy. So now let's, you know. Ooh, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. 
Hey, Zach, congrats on the new tour merch. Looks awesome. Thanks, Ronnie. Are you coming to our L.A. show? I know you're here in L.A. I would love to have you come, my dear. Um, Okay, so let's break down what these expenses actually are. So $363 million in unsecured claims. These are claims that people are making against Girardi Keese, not necessarily against Tom directly, but against the law firm. And they're saying that these are bills or outstanding... um, their bills or their outstanding settlements, or they could be clients that are claiming they didn't get their money. So this is just the total amount of money that people are claiming that Tom Girardi owes them. Does he actually owe them? Are these like secured, um, like are these official, is this official money that he necessarily didn't pay people? That's kind of like an open-ended question. Um, These haven't been confirmed by a judge. These haven't been confirmed or, you know, secured with any contracts necessarily. These are all just what other people are claiming they didn't get paid from Girardi Keys. So that's the biggest piece of that debt. And unsecured with how much is owed right now, it looks like the unsecured claims are the ones that are not going to be getting paid because there's a lot of money that's due. Where can I get tickets to your New York City show? Go to SpillingTeaLive.com, Tina Kravitz. SpillingTeaLive.com. I believe we do have a few tickets left for New York and a few tickets left for Nashville. LA is completely sold out. Completely, completely, completely sold out. Um, Taylor C., what brand do you use for the spray tan? Mine Tan, M-I-N-E-T-A-N. Mine Tan is what I use for my spray tan, and it is amazing. Their workout one is great because you can wear it and sweat in it, and it won't come off. So like me right now, I'm wearing it, and I've been running around all day, and it's still baking. Um I'm thinking of coming to y'all's Nashville show. I'm two hours from Nashville, just trying to fit it into my schedule. Yes, Kim, we would love to see you there. Kim is killing it tonight. Um, Does Erica have any of those claims? Um, Hi, Suki. Uh, What do you mean, does Erica have any of those claims? Erica's not in anything Erica's asking for is not included in the unsecured claims. So again, those are just the accusations. So think of them as just any Joe Schmo saying, hey, Tom Girardi or Girardi Keys owes me money. This is how much Tom Girardi owes me money. Those have yet to be investigated or settled. Then we get into the priority claims. Sorry, I have some skinny girl popcorn stuck in my teeth. Um Priority claims would be, for example, the Rui Gomez family. That would be a priority claim because, one, it's a secured claim, and two, it's also been greenlit by judges. Like, that one is further along. There's a lot of attention on it that I would imagine, and I believe their outstanding claim is 11, 11 million. So I would assume 11 of that 17 million in priority claims would be part of the Rui Gomez family. I would imagine the Lion Air victims, their 2 million would also be included in that as well. So these are people that have secured claims that are at the front of the line right now. Then you get into the secured claims. And these are the ones that have collateral attached to them. So when we know that Tom was taking out loans from lenders and he was putting the house up or the Girardi he's building up as collateral, that's what these secured claims are. They're they're claims that either have a piece of collateral, like a property attached to them, or they're something that a judge has actually ruled and approved, which is what we also see in the priority claims. So 
The issue, though, becomes Tom was putting up the same collateral for multiple loans that he was taking out. So we know of at least two loans that were taken out against the house. And so that's where it gets a little tricky because it's like, who gets the house if he had two loans? I would imagine it would go in order of when the contracts were signed. So the first person that he signed a loan with, they would probably entitled, they would probably be entitled to the house. And then the person that got the second loan, I would assume it was fault on their end because they didn't necessarily do their due diligence to check to see if there was already like a lien set on that house. Um, A lot of people are saying that badges aren't available for them. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why or what's going on and why some of you can see the badges and why some of you can't see the badges. Yes, uh, LaHale, first to file is also a really big, important piece. Um, First, yeah, it would go in order of like who who gave Tom the loan first, who was first secured that property, and then it would go in terms of who filed their lawsuits against him after the fact first. So, yeah, if anything, I mean, out of the 363, the 17 and the 137 out of all of those, I think the 17 million is likely going to be paid off in full to those to the people that have those claims. And then I would think next the secured claims would get there. So that's 137 million. I don't think all of the people in the unsecured claims are going to get their money. Because if you think about it, that's three over three hundred million, over three hundred and fifty million in unsecured claims, which is insane. Rui Gomez should be first. Yes and no, because I mean, yes, I, Rui Gomez should be first, but there are many other victims that are very similar to the Rui Gomez situation. That it's like, how do you, you know? How do you not give them an opportunity? The only reason the Rui Gomez family is first is because they did take Tom to court and they did sue him and they get they did get a judge to rule in their favor. Unfortunately, a lot of the other clients of Tom Girardi's weren't as savvy with the system and also trusted Tom. Like that's the thing when you get a lawyer and you have such a, a gnarly case like that. And the thing is, Tom was taking on these really big cases where these victims were having some really rough circumstances that he was like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to fight this for you like David and Goliath and we're going to take down the big guys and we're going to get you this money. And so you trust him. And so you don't think that you have to take him to court or to sue him because you trust that he's fighting for you and he's got your best interest in mind. I think he just got greedy. I think he had a really expensive lifestyle and I think he wanted to keep up that lifestyle. And I think that he thought that he was going to keep being able to bring money in. Unsecured creditors generally don't get paid more than 10 cents on the dollar for their claim. Yes, Trish, that is true. Trish Hobbs Phillips on YouTube. That is true. But you have to realize when there's 363 million, 10 cents on the dollar is still a lot of money um, that I don't think they're even I don't think all of them are even going to get 10 cents on the dollar for their claims. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going to be SOL, which is really shitty. Uh, Josie, are you following his account? Sometimes it won't let you if you're not a follower. Oh, that's a good point, Texas Phoenix. I Maybe it's that if you aren't following the Instagram, maybe that's why you can't see the badges. Um, but honestly, I, I'm not sure. Maybe Instagram doesn't like me and I'm shadow banned. Um, 500 million is crazy. How can someone owe that much money if your net worth is that? Well, here's the other thing, because everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Erica, Erica, Erica. But it's also like, 
you don't rack up 500 million in debt overnight. And Tom's been doing this for decades. He's been doing this long before Erica came into the picture. So it took time to accumulate 517 million in debt. And not only that, but you can't do that alone. Other people have to be complicit in this. Other people that have access to the books, to the numbers, to the client trust accounts, those are the people, exactly, decades, Carrie, decades, multiple. So Tom couldn't have done this alone and Erica had no piece or part in the law firm itself. Maybe she came to visit. Maybe, you know, they're like, oh, sweetie, file some papers 20 years ago when she first married him. I don't know. But she didn't. I don't believe she had access to the books or any of that stuff. But here's the thing. The bookkeeper, the other lawyers, like, think about it. Tom didn't pocket 500 mil by himself. There were other lawyers at the law firm that benefited from this, that were taking home pieces of this settlement and their wives were living high off of all of this money as well. So I think those are the people that really need to be called into question that are not being called into question at all. Or if they are, they're pleading the fifth and being like, I didn't know anything. It was all Tom. You really expect me to believe Tom Girardi himself racked up $500 million in debt by himself and nobody else had any piece of that? I find that highly unlikely. I think Girardi, Keese, and all the lawyers involved are definitely at fault here. He didn't do this alone. Yeah, and I don't mean Erica either, Kenny G. Hi, Diane. Hi from Australia. Hi, Tones. I just wanted to say hi, and I miss you all. We miss you too, Tones, and I can't wait to see you in Nashville. All of those attorneys should be disbarred. I agree. I'm back. I'm back, babe, trying to drink a liter of water after being lit. Litty City Giselle, get it, get it, get it. Ew. And throw them hips, girl. Look at the detail in this candle. Look at the husband in the in the in the pool and the wine glass. Like I love it, I love it. And our look at this, loves it, loves it. Okay, so that's the unsecured came claims. We talked about the priority claims. We talked about the secured claims. I don't even know if the secured claims are going to get all of their money because that alone is 137 million, and that's crazy. But then on top of that. We have 250000 a quarter of a million dollars already with where we're at currently. That number is a current number and not a total number, okay? So administrative expenses are expenses incurred throughout the duration of the bankruptcy. So this is the trustee and all of the investigation that goes into all of this. Yeah, that's right, Trish. We're getting into the administrative claims. So administrative, at first I heard administrative and I was like, oh, are these like former employees of Tom Girardi that said that they were owed money that didn't get paid? Because we do know that there are some employees that tried to sue him for saying that they didn't get paid. Look at that. Kim came in with another $5. Kim is killing it tonight. I haven't been able to support your other platforms. I'm only on YouTube and I'm excited I can now support. Well, Kim, I'm excited that you're here. And I hope you can make it to Nashville, Kim, because I would love to see you in Nashville. We have so many great guests and so much going on. And like I said, Nashville, everyone was sleeping on Nashville at the beginning, but our Nashville show is going to be our smallest show. So it's going to be the most intimate. So it's going to be the opportunity that you're going to have to have the most FaceTime with me, Adam and Emily D. Baker. In addition to the other guests that we have, we have Molly and Cynthia from 90 Day Fiance. um, And we'll be making some more Nashville announcements very soon. So stay tuned for that. The salmon color looks good with your skin tones. Thank you. We did a lot of pink today in our in our new wine promo shots. 
So administrative expenses are basically everything that it costs or administrative fees. Attorney's fees, yes, that's part of it. That's basically everything that it's costing the trustee, the bankruptcy trustee to do this investigation. So that and that is money that's going to be pulled first. So that's not even money that's going to the clients or the lenders or any of those people. Those are just the expenses that are getting cut out before we start to really disperse a lot of these payments. Which is also, I mean, a quarter of a million dollars is a lot of money. And we're barely at the beginning of a, lot, of a lot of this. We're barely starting to scratch the surface. So there's a lot more to happen here. I just want to see Erica knocked off her high horse. I think homegirl's already been knocked off her high horse. I think, you know, at this point, she's riding my little pony right now, trying to just save, like trying to put up a brave front, trying to make it look like I'm good. But I don't think she's really good. I think she's paying a lot in legal fees. And the more people that come after her, the more legal fees continue to rack up and the more attorney's fees she's going to have to pay fighting all of this. Like, it's it's crazy. I feel so bad for the Rui Gomez family. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for all of these families. Like, it's awful the way that he was able to get away with this for so long. It's insane. And I don't know if they'll be able to even cover a full, like, $500 million in debt is a lot of money that like, how do you even cover that? Honestly, how do you even cover like, that's insane. Like, how do you pay that back? So it's likely that the admin expenses and the priority claims will definitely be paid everything else. The secured creditors, I assume will be after that. And they'll probably end up having to get a settlement. They'll probably have to end up meeting in the middle. And then you know, taking some money versus the money that they're actually owed. And I think the 300K or the 300 million that's outstanding for all these other people, I think they're out of luck. And that's the really shitty part. Um, Trish says, Trish on YouTube says, I used to represent banks and creditors and trustees in the bankruptcy. My husband, Keith, is a bankruptcy judge and he was the judge in the Toys R Us case. He killed Jeffrey the giraffe. Oh, no. Is that what happened? Are you, is your husband's the one that killed? And Keith killed Jeffrey the giraffe, guys. His wife is in the live chat. Tom has been openly doing this since in, the, in 1996. He got 333 million judgment in arbitration and barely paid the victims in the PG&E case. Yeah, the Aaron Brockovich case, a lot of people were saying they didn't get paid from that either. Tom Girardi did not start this recently, and it wasn't because of Erica. He's been doing this for a long time, and he's been getting away with it for a long time. Erica needs to start showing some humility. I mean, I would like to see that too, Suze. I would honestly like to see just like an ounce of like humanity in her about the situation. But I understand she's in a really tough, she's in between a rock and a hard place. You know, where she, I'm sure her legal counsel is trying very hard to protect her. And it's, it's tough because she has to be very careful with what she does and very careful with what she says. Oof. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think, because if we have to talk about like where the money went, I don't think, I saw the person, the interview from the state bar. Yes. So, and I was going to get to that, but I don't think that Tom Girardi did this alone. I think some other people had a, Tom Girardi didn't spend $500 million on his own. Other people 
got that money, other people spent that money, and other people benefited from that money. And the people that were most, the people that were the closest in the money were the people that worked at the law firm. So I think that's where we really have to start putting a lot of attention. But I think um, if you guys want to learn more about the Girardi case, I've done several deep dives. They're all available on the podcast and available on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. There's a whole playlist that's called the Deep Dive Archive. And all of the interviews are there with Emily D. Baker, with different attorneys, with Ronald Richards. All those interviews are there. And all like the deep dives that I've done into all of this are there as well. And then I most recently did a pod, an interview with Aaron Joyce. And Aaron Joyce is an ethics attorney. And she worked for the California State Bar for 18 years. So she knows what's going on there. And she has a lot of theories about what's going on there currently. And we get into the system that enabled Tom to get away with all of this, that enabled him to misappropriate client funds and not just misappropriate the funds, but to get away with it for so long and to dodge and avoid all of these lawsuits. So it is a dense interview. There is a lot of information in it, but it's a, it's a really good interview. I know some people are like, I listened to it twice to really digest it. And I think, you know, I needed to listen to it twice in order to digest it. And I was active in the interview. Um, but it does look like there are a lot of really interesting points that are made in it. And I think, you know, we're not paying too much attention to where we should be when it comes to this case. It's way deeper than a lot of us think that it is. Diane, love your show, but I have to get back to work. Catch you next week. Bye, Diane. Love you. Hopefully things in Aussie are great and the weather is great, my dear. I appreciate you so much. Um, dense for sure. Yeah, Carrie. Uh, but a lot of those interviews are very dense. Like when I had on, um, I think anytime I have on an attorney, there's a lot of information, but I always make sure that I ask really interesting questions like that aren't being asked on other podcasts, um, that kind of analyze the case from different angles. And on top of that, in the interviews, a lot of the times when I'm trying to process that information, I'm like, okay, so just to understand, you're saying this, this, and this, and then the guest will be able to clarify yes and this. So I always try to make sure throughout the interview, I'm recapping things for you guys too. That way you're digesting and understanding it because I'm just like you in the sense that like I'm not an attorney. So I'm trying to understand this information along with you. And I don't want people to just come on my show and spew information. I want to make sure that we understand that information and that it makes sense to all of us. So I'm learning with you guys. Um, Suki, Zach, I love your balanced perspective. You don't drag or dog these people. You try to make sense of it all. Thank you, Suki. I try to. Am I perfect at that? No. But I also am very clear of when I'm trying to objectively present something and of when I have an opinion. Because there are a lot of times where I do have opinions about things. But I clarify, this is my opinion about this and this is how I feel about this. And there's that. Um, what's your Venmo? My Venmo is just plain Zach, which is my handle on everything on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Um, it's all just plain Zach. So my Venmo, if thank you, Charmin BB, if you do want to send a badge or anything, I appreciate that. My Venmo is just plain Zach. Um, any other questions, thoughts, feelings, vibes about the tour, about Tom, about Real Housewives of New York? I know the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion filmed today. That was super juicy. 
Um, or I would imagine Noella was really going to be in the hot seat. We haven't seen any of their reunion looks as of yet, but I'm sure we will see those very soon. I'm sure Faces by Bravo will have all of their looks up for us to vote on very soon. Agreed. Jen has been arrested and charged. Erica has not. Yeah. And that, and so I, where was I talking about this? I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was on the Up and Adam Live that I did on Wednesday, but I was talking about how Jen Shaw is likable and Jen Shaw knows how to be likable. You know, Jen Shaw knows how to perform for the audience and she knows how to be entertaining, but she also knows how to, do we talk about Emily and her big D? Who, Emily who? And who's big D? What's going on? Who's got a big D? Freckled face fashionista. Um, now I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> Thank you, freckled face fashionista, for talking about Emily's big D. Oh, my God. Maria B. Maria B. Maria B says, uh, first of all, she gave $9.99 in the YouTube live chat. Yes, I need I'm needy. So I'd like a pat the puss for this super chat. You make me laugh every time you say it. Yes. All right, Maria. Snap, snap, pat the puss. Snap, snap, pat the puss. Oh, Emily from Real Houses of Orange County. Oh, my God. Charmin BB just sent a $10 badge. Look at that. You guys are so sweet tonight. You guys. Oh, I was talking about Jen. Oh, Jen Shaw being likable. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, The thing with Jen Shaw is she is very likable and she knows how to play to the camera. And I think a lot of people are falling for it. Where, Because, like, think about it. When she's sitting there doing charity work with her mom, that's a moment that she's trying to give us and deliver on the show. It's very premeditated. It's very thought out. And so... I think she's trying hard. I think Erica would have a lot more people on her side had she tried to just be more likable, had she tried to be a little more humanized, had she tried to, you know, do something um, that was, but it's also not Erica. Erica's very on brand with who she's always been. And she's always kind of been an ice queen. And she's always kind of, you know, continued to maintain this stoic, hard, icy, tough exterior. And so I think that's just what she's doing. She's hard as nails on the outside, but soft on the inside. Yeah. And I think being that there's a lot of stress on her, she's toughening up even more so. And yeah, I mean, she is cold. That's very much part of her personality. But you know, she's doing her damn thing. Or what? Or what? Snap, snap, pat the puss. I'm going to be patting the puss a lot on the tour, by the way, you guys. So, yeah, I think Jen Shaw, but it's interesting because it's like, but Jen Shaw is the guilty party. She's been arrested. She's been investigated by the feds for nine years, 12 years. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's been a lot. I think it's been nine years. Um, Definitely been investigated pre-Housewives. Um. But, like, here's the other thing with Jen Shaw, though, is it's, like, she's known that the feds have been on her back. And so, like, when that – so I was talking to Emily D. Baker about this, and Emily's like, you know, I think I was kind of, like, thinking, you know, I see where, like, I wanted to believe Jen. But then when you start to see that once she saw that the feds were on her back, then she started switching from traditional text message or traditional messaging to then going to encrypted messaging, then it's like – Mm, what are you trying to hide? And why are you trying to hide it? 
Like if you know that the feds are breathing down your neck, why are you then trying to hide your communication? That's where it starts to look a little suspect. Then you notice she started opening companies in, what was it, Wyoming? And people only open companies, Wyoming or Michigan? I think it's Wyoming. There's one state that a lot of people open up businesses in because that's basically where all the shady businesses are opening, opened in. And I believe, sorry guys, this isn't our regular episodes. It's a live, so it's happening in real time. And I believe, and it's been a long day, but I believe it's Wyoming that most people open up their businesses in and it's, you can, you know, there are less taxes you have to pay that like, there's just a lot more like flexibility that you have to be a little more shady. So when you see that these companies start opening up, you see that there are multiple companies that seemingly look like shell companies, and then you start to see that the money starts to get funneled through those companies. It looks like you're like, how innocent are you? You know what I mean? Yeah, it is Wyoming. Thank you, Emmy Ortiz. Um, nobody would be coming for Coach Shaw for Jen's crimes the way that they're coming for Erica for Tom's crimes. It's a double standard. I agree. It is definitely a double standard, um, especially because Coach Shaw has a formal legal background. He has practiced law. He understands things. So I would imagine he helped coach Jen through some stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not accusing or making any accusations, but I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Shaw helped guide her and if he was like, hey, babe, maybe you should move, you know, these communications offline and onto this encrypted messaging app where, you know, it can't be tracked. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not making any accusations, but should that come out? Oh, Delaware. Yes, Wyoming. Delaware is a big one, too, because of their laws. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I've got to go, Zach. I will hopefully see you next live. Bye, Kim. Thank you so much, Kim, my dear. You've been amazing tonight. I love you. I appreciate you, and I hope I get to see you in Nashville. Um, good night, Zach Packers, and my witty Peter Weeder. I'll catch the replay. Good night, uh, good night, Coity Taylor. Coity, right? I'm saying that right. Katie, sorry, Katie Taylor. Um, good night, Katie. Thank you for joining us. On Juicy Scoop, she talked about a new guy. Um, yes, I, she's had a few guys though. She's she doesn't have anybody exclusive. Lala Ken is who we're talking about. She doesn't have anybody exclusive, and I think that that's intentional. Like right now, she's living life and she's having fun, and good for her. You know, she just got out of something serious, and it was a little. Heavy and traumatic, but like, you know, good for her. What else, guys? We got to wrap up soon. We'll definitely do after party and you can ask me anything and we can talk about my dating life and maybe I'll show you more of the new wine can designs. Um, but yeah, what else before we close things out? If you haven't gotten your tour tickets yet, please go to SpillingTLive.com. They're selling out super fast. LA is completely sold out. I've already had a lot of people that are like, can I still get tickets? I'll buy tickets. I'll buy tickets. I'll buy tickets. It's not a matter of buying the tickets. It's a matter of like we've hit full capacity, you know? So it's it's tricky. But so the announcements that Adam and I made this week is that Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz are going to be at our LA show so get ready for that. Both Toms are going to be there. Sheena and Brock are going to be there. We have Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Ryan Bailey. We have Jeff Epstein from the Manic Podcast. We have Jolene Lunzer from Married to Bravo. We have um, Steve from Faces by Bravo. 
all these people, including the Toms and Sheena and Brock, are all going to be in our show in L.A. Um, Kenny, I would say stay tuned, wink, wink, for next week's announcement. I'm not saying anything. I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm just saying, Kenny, stay tuned for next week. Um, <coughs> choking on my popcorn. Um for New York, we have DJ Richie Sky. We have Jess Rothschilds, who you guys love when I collab with her. She hosts Hot Takes and Deep Dives. We have Tom Hamlet from the Dumpster Dive podcast. We have Sarah Galley from Andy's Girls podcast. We have um, Anthony Lario from the Shit Show podcast. We have Jason from Down With Jason that's going to be in all of our shows. In Nashville, we have Molly and Cynthia from 90 Day Fiance. We have Emily D. Baker um, I'm trying to, we have Margaret Josephs in our New York show from Real Houses of New Jersey. I'm trying to make sure I'm very mindful of these announcements and I'm not revealing anything we haven't announced yet. <laughs> woo woo. Thank you for spilling the tea and always keeping it cute. Thank you, Carrie. I always try. No tea like the Zach tea. I know that's right. Snap, snap, pound the buzz. I'm afraid, Jen. God, this is really good. The new formula for the new rose, you guys, I'm obsessed. Like, it's so yummy. I'm literally obsessed. Um, I go back and forth because we have the new white wines, and those are really yummy. But like now, the new rose formula, it, it's good. 13, the rose is 13.3% alcohol, and then the white wine is 13% alcohol, and the rose is 13.3% alcohol. So it's only 0.3% more, but they're still strong. And please order the wine, guys. Like, I really appreciate that. And our merch is on sale. Sorry, I'm not trying to sell everybody, but thank you. Um, I appreciate all the, the, when is the wine available? The new wine will be available March 23rd. I haven't even announced that yet. Carrie, you're getting me when I'm start when the Liddy City is starting to hit me. You're getting me to announce things I'm not even allowed to announce yet. But I do believe that they go on sale March 23rd. I know we'll have an official announcement next week, um, but I believe our official on sale date will be March 23rd, which is just in time. Yes, this month for sure. But it's just in time for the shows next month. And who knows? You may want to order some because you may have some stuff to watch next month. Fuck, I need to close my mouth. <laughs> um. Oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. Guys, don't say anything because I'm going to get in trouble. Um, just take your information and enjoy it and don't wrap me out. Because a lot of you guys are snitches and snitches get stitches, okay? A lot of times I drop hints and I like, like to give you little exclusive details and then you guys run and rat on me and then I get in trouble and then I can't give you any more tea because you rat me out. Snitches get stitches or what? You ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. Um, thank you so much, Josie, Josie and the pussy cats on YouTube. Josie, love all your chats. Thank you, Josie Sokolis, Sokolis. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. Sokolis, Josie, Josie and the pussy cats. Snap, snap, pat the puss. Josie and the pussy cats. Uh, uh, let's get it. So an hour from now. What about an hour from now? Mary will send Jesus for you snitches. That's right, Dooley Scoop. You come after me, I'm sending Jesus after you. Adam is texting you right now. I'm, I'm ignoring my text messages, Romy. <laughs> 
Listen, Adam likes to reveal little spoilers and teasers too, and I don't get mad at him. But it's because snitch when snitches rat me out, I'm sending Jesus after you. Hi, Emily D. Baker. Okay, are you guys ready for after party? Because you know after party is where it gets lit. After party doesn't get recorded. After party is after party. And maybe I'll reveal the rest of these new wine designs. You never know. You never know. I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake. We got to find a good spot to stay in Nashville. I know. Are you coming to the to the Nashville show, Trish? I would love to see you there. Emily's going to be there. Emily's going to be. We're going to have a blast in Nashville, a.k.a. Nash Vegas. Yes, 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 yes. Where's the after party? The after party for the live show or the after party for tonight? After parties for our lives um, every Thursday are always on my personal YouTube, or sorry, my personal Instagram, which is at Just Plain Zach. So after I wrap these up on YouTube and the podcast and Instagram, then I go on to my personal Instagram account and we go live. So many places in downtown Nashville. Oh, yeah. We're going to hit the streets, baby. Oh, my God. I almost revealed another spoiler for the shows that I'm not allowed to reveal yet. But I'm telling you guys, it's going to be so much fun. And, like, we haven't even revealed all of, like, the special pieces that we're incorporating all of this. Yay. Tina is coming to New York City Winery. Woo. Woo. I wish I could meet you on Lashville, but school is kicking my ass and keeping me busy. Listen, Shamra, do not feel bad for furthering your education, okay, girl? We're going to snap, snap, pat the puss on that one and say good for you because you are doing... Listen, Adam and I, I'm sure we'll have other opportunities where you'll get to hang out with Adam and I, but your education, your future, your investment into you is the priority, and we're all going to give snaps for you, Shamra. Nobody is feeling bad for, you know... I mean, we're feeling bad that we're not going to see you, but you shouldn't feel bad because you're investing in your future and you're investing in yourself. Okay, girl? Your husband's in the pool. I love that tagline. Me too, Ebony. Okay, guys, we got to wrap. Thank you so much for joining for uh, Thursday Night Live tonight. I appreciate you. I love you. The new wine is going to be on sale as I... I guess I've already revealed March 23rd. I believe that's the right. I might be wrong. Hold on. Let me just look at this calendar so I can make sure I'm not giving you fake news. Um, March, not the 17th. I don't. Yes, March 23rd, I believe, is our official on sale date. March, Wednesday, March 23rd. So stay tuned. Get ready for that. Happy birthday, Jenny. Ms. Jenny 18. Happy birthday, girl. All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful weekend. If you're listening to this on the podcast, on Apple or on Spotify, make sure you subscribe and follow. Please leave me a five-star review if you've been loving the show because I really appreciate that. And we have some trolls that like to leave me one-star reviews and those make me sad. And I cry at night about one-star reviews. Not really, but like, you know, I like five-star reviews. So if you have a five-star review, I appreciate you. And I will love you forever. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and hit that bell notification button. That way you're always getting the tea spilled fresh weekly in your notifications. I do have Tom Hamlet, who's going to be in our New York show. He's going to be on the podcast this upcoming Monday. And then I have MJ from Shaws of Sunset. He's going to be on the podcast next Wednesday. So you have both of those fun shows to look forward to for next week. Um, Anthony Lario and DJ Richie Sky are also going to be coming up on the podcast soon. So you get little tidbits of what you can expect from the upcoming shows. Get ready, Freddie. 
All right, guys. Good night. I love you. I appreciate you. And after party is going to be happening on at Just Plain Zach in like five minutes. Okay. I don't know over there now. Love you. Mean it. Good night.